And for the first time in 2023, let's check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. You want to talk about the list? Well, sure. But first I want to know, did you have like a wild and crazy New Year's Eve? Uh, let's see. Um, went to bed about oh, 9, 9.30. <laughs> but that's Victoria, right, Simi? I mean, the only thing missing in Victoria is a guy who walks around the streets waving a lantern and telling everybody he lights out at, <laughs> n- at 9 o'clock, right? I mean, this is one sleepy town. and I love it. Sometimes we're thankful for that, uh, not being uh, there because, uh, well, you know, I, I know Gar- Vancouver is a livelier city, but then again, Vancouver has more trouble, too. That's true. I counted the uh, East Coast countdown as my countdown, and that was it. I was like, that's good enough. That's that yeah. way celebrate. Celebrating my my the daughter year. watched Newfoundland, which, as you know, is a half hour earlier <laughs> than everybody half, else. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thank I love heavens that. for time zones. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the list. Okay, so the list. Well, I mean, I love lists already, and I'm a former music critic, so Rolling Stone produces a list of uh, the 200 yeah. greatest singers of all time. And, and, you know, it's the singer, not the song, so you may not like the songs and still recognize the person's a great singer. Um, the thing I always look at on lists is, is there any perspective at all? Do they, do they, does the list recognize the singers that inspired today's singers? Does it go back and look at people that are long gone? Uh, some of their music's out of print. They've been passed, uh, some of them 50 years, some of them longer than that. And, and the one thing I'll say for Rolling Stone right from the beginning is they recognized the importance of particularly African-American blues, jazz, rock and roll singers in inspiring popular music and rock and roll. And so I like the fact that Aretha is number one on the list. Yes, love that. I like that Sam Cooke, who's, what, died 1965, Otis Redding in a plane crash in 67, um, Marvin Gaye, dead, uh, that they are rated very, very highly on the list. They should be. If I were grumbling, and, you know, I'm a former music critic, so of course I'm grumbling. Of course. Uh, there's a couple of people that are on the list, but in my opinion, too far down. Joni Mitchell, is, it's hard to find a, a female singer today, and a lot of men as well, who don't recognize just her greatness and, and admire the comeback she managed this past year, thanks to Brandi Carlisle. Um, and I'd put Janis Joplin higher. I know she's been dead since 1970, but uh, look at something like her performance of Ball and Chain at Monterey Pop. You can find it on YouTube. Watch it. Now that is a thing. I'm going to. Okay, but come on. Don't you think Celine Dion should at least be on the list? Well, you know, (laughs) I've heard your theory, and I think it's interesting that Rolling Stone did this to draw attention to uh, the fact that she's not on the list and get people talking about it. But I'm compelled to consider the possibility that the judges simply don't like Celine Dion, which to me is sort of easy to do. Um, I will say that Celine Dion doesn't need the publicity, neither does Beyonce, neither does Mariah Carey. Um, Their technique, uh, I wouldn't argue, uh, Whitney Houston, but I never listened to them. So Hmm. I I would not have been lobbying for them on the list. I would have been lobbying for some of the people that, in my opinion, are a little too far down the list and ought to be promoted. But your people are on the list. I'm I'm not a Celine Dion fan. I'm not a huge fan. I just thought... A woman can sing, so she should be on the list, right? I I can't think, Simi, of one Celine Dion song that I've listened to all the way through, except when I didn't walk out of Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) 
So there you go. Don't ask me oh, on that boy. one, okay? Ooh. Now I just, I learned something new about you all the time, Vaughn. That's another new one I'm going to have to add to my list on that one. All right, let's talk some politics to this morning because you want to talk about ambitious things, but this Premier David Eby's list for 2023 is pretty ambitious. Yeah, look, I mean, the guy has been telling us what he what he wants to do and what he wants to show progress on, and he kind of wrapped it up. Uh, our colleague Richard Zussman did a year-end interview with him and, and said, okay, so a year from now, here we are at the end of 2022, a year from now at the end of 2023, what do you want to be able to say you got done? And Eby said he wants to be able to show the public results they can see. So not just talk and not rhetoric and not plans. Results they can see on his big priorities. And he then stated these are his priorities. And the first one is increasing the supply of affordable housing. And then you have he wants people to feel safer in downtowns, so public safety, that's that issue. Uh, he wants to deal with the problem of access to health care. He wants to provide relief on the cost of living. And he wants to uh, shore up and show that the economy is strong and able to weather global financial pressures. So that is an ambitious list. And I'm sure we'll all save it for this time next year and say, how did he do? But as I said, I'll give the guy credit for being ambitious and for defining at least some of the area that he has to show progress on. I mean, he, he his phrase is progress that people can see. And on several of those issues, affordable housing probably at the top of it, public safety as well, access to health care, British Columbia has been going backwards under the NDP. Despite enormous spending and huge effort and the best of intentions, they've been going in the wrong direction. So uh, EB has set himself a pretty major task for 2023. Right. And so on that housing supply issue, then, how, how are they going to do that? Well, um, there's a couple of things coming. Uh, one of them is more taxes, but I don't know if that'll do anything about the housing supply. David Eby himself said uh, a tax never put a roof over anybody's head. But they're going to pick eight to ten B.C. municipalities and essentially strike partnerships with them to expedite construction of housing. The government will be there, Simi clearing its own red tape, and with financial assistance for infrastructure, so if it's transit, if it's sewers, if it's schools, it's community centers, that'll be the government contribution. The municipalities in return are expected to clear obstacles in their approval processes. So a place like Vancouver, where it can take four years from application to start of construction, uh, other municipalities that are huge problems in that regard, uh, they, they are going to have to do their part as well. So they're going to have to get going on it very quickly, Simi. Uh, they have to pick the eight to ten municipalities that want in on this, and I suggest that the province has really got to be willing to use its new legislative powers to override the municipalities if they don't live up to their share of the agreement. 
Right. Okay. So that's that issue. But uh, let's talk about the safer downtowns issue too. Well, the safer downtowns issue, you know, I think on that one, you're starting to see a divergence between the the public exasperation and the EB government's actual intentions. So you go back to when EB first started talking about the problem. He talked about reforming uh, the criminal code and the prosecution service. He talked about involuntary detention of people. Uh, over, drug overdose victims. He talked about building a new Riverview-type facility for mental uh, health care, and he clearly meant a standalone facility. He said, of course, it won't be like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nobody thought that, but a state-of-the-art facility. I would say he's starting to waver on some of that. He's now talking about going after the root causes of poverty. Well, yes, they are significant, but they're not going to be solved overnight. Uh, He's now talking about, well, maybe not involuntary detention. He'll defer to the experts on that. And he says when people heard him say Riverview, they assumed he meant Riverview, and he didn't necessarily mean Riverview. He just meant more resources to deal with mental health. So he's going to have trouble making progress on that one, and he's going to have a challenge, Simi. Uh, I think his intentions are good on getting reform of the criminal code, but the federal government just reformed the criminal code, and in the view of a lot of people, they made a big mistake. They went too far, made it much harder to arrest and detain repeat offenders, but persuading Ottawa that it got it wrong and to rewrite the criminal code is not going to be easy. Okay, and on one final note then, one more thing on the list here uh, is healthcare access. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. And um, they did a lot toward the end of the year, this new deal with the doctors to encourage family doctors to stay, the effort to recruit uh, international nurses and provide incentives, talk, no action yet on... Uh, getting uh, making it easier for international doctors to practice medicine in, in Canada. That they'll need federal help on that. Um, he's he's saying he's going to review these urgent and primary care uh, centers, the UPCCs or oopsies as the healthcare staff call them. The Oregon government thought these were some kind of solution to waiting lists for healthcare and keeping people. Pe- keeping people out of the ERs, uh, getting them up and running, keeping them staffed, keeping the doors open, and actually providing relief. Uh, The results do not match the intentions. EB says there may have to be a review on that. He's probably right about the review, Simi, but in my experience, every time the government reviews something, it means it doesn't do a hell of a lot until the review is finished. That's part of the problem to go back on housing uh, with social housing, right? BC Housing is under review at the moment. Uh, How much are they getting done? Not nearly as much as they should be getting done, in my opinion. Very true. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.